Welcome to Under the Lid, a podcast where we discuss skill development, mental skills, performance, and coaching. I'm Tom Scolle, and I'm the founder of Cricket Mentoring, and my co-hosts are former Australian Test cricketer, now professional coach Chris Bucky Rogers, and Charlie Burke, who has previously been the director of cricket and head coach of Hong Kong, and a coach and talent specialist for Queensland cricket. The three of us are great mates and regularly talk and share ideas about what we're learning to continue to better ourselves. This podcast aims to give you an insight into some of the conversations we have and hopefully answer some questions and issues that we're continually seeing or hearing. So let's get under the lid. G'day legends, this is our second episode back and we received some excellent feedback on last week's conversation where we discussed what we think are the characteristics of elite athletes. If you haven't listened to that episode yet, then I highly recommend you go back and check it out. Before I welcome my co-host, if you're listening on an iPhone right now and enjoy the show, then we'd be incredibly grateful if you could take 60 to 90 seconds to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. For whatever reason, reviews help us. It's like us moving up the batting order. And absolutely, last week we got a red inker, so we've got to be moving up, boys. <laughs> absolutely, Berkey. Now, there's, there's Berkey. Welcome, boys. G'day, Skulls. G'day, Berkey. Good to see you, blokes. Skulls and uh, Christopher. I just want to point out, we are on Zoom. I thought this was going to be like a visual podcast as well last week. I'm still, you know, a little bit in the Stone Ages. So when I say good to see you, you know, clearly I can see you, boys. Really good lighting effects tonight as well, Bucky. You're looking really good. Ten. <laughs> so after last week's episode, we got some feedback from people about how they get intimidated by the concept of how much they have to learn. We've all been discussing this over the last few days, and it's like standing at the bottom of a mountain, looking up and thinking, how far have I got to go, and how hard is this going to be? So what are your thoughts on this, Buck? Yeah, this is a, a, a pretty important topic, I, I find, because... You know, there's so many of the, the kids that I coach and I'm sure a lot of the listeners, just at times, you know, they hear all this stuff about, you know, what the best do and kind of think that they don't really understand a lot of what's happening, whether it be technical, tactical, particularly the mental game, you know, that, that kind of stuff and probably just get a little bit intimidated about what they don't know and thinking, you know, there's so many better players out there than me because they seem to know a heap, heap more. But I guess what we're trying to do now in, in this episode is maybe just give a few ideas about, you know, maybe what, what a couple of things you can do to just start increasing your knowledge. Yeah, absolutely. I'll, I'll give you a, a good little story, actually, that happened recently. I was fortunate I went away with the Queensland under-15s boys and one of the young, uh, I think he actually listens to these, so I won't, I won't mention him and embarrass him, but he, um, he came up to me before one of the team meetings and, he said to me, look, uh, coach, can I, um, can I record the team meetings? And I said, yeah, okay. What, audio or video? And he said, no, no, just, just audio if that's all right. And I said, okay, out of interest, what, you know, why? And he said, oh, I'm not a great listener and I feel that if I record it and I play it back later, it's just a good way for me to learn. And it was really interesting because halfway through the championships, I actually had a bit of a chat to him and, and sort of got him to, you know, review the conversations we'd had and team meetings we'd had. And he was perfect, wrapped it up in a nutshell, knew exactly what I suppose his role was in the team and what we're expecting of him and, and things that he needed to learn. So I think the thing that's highlighted to me is that not every single person will learn the same way. We'll all find different ways to learn and embrace it and try different things. But there's plenty of ways to learn. I guess that's what we're saying too. Yeah, and for me, it seems like great self-awareness and maturity from a young guy to be aware that, okay, I'm not a great listener, but I need to understand the value that's coming out of these conversations and 
find a way to sort of take that value in. So great self-awareness from the young bloke there. I think it's about being a student of the game. Um, Buck, I know you've got some thoughts on this. Yeah, I look back to, I did a little bit of coaching at, at Gloucestershire a couple of years ago and, and there was a young player there who's actually playing England Lions, which is like the England A side at the moment, James Bracey. And he played in the game and he got out to Matt Henry, who was the overseas bowler for, for Kent, got out to him twice the same way. There was a bit of a slope and he got caught behind, nicking off, exactly the same ball, exactly the same way. And, and we're on the bus home and I kind of asked him, I said, mate, like, you know, what, what were you thinking after the first innings? Like, what were you going to do differently against this bowler? And he said, oh, oh I don't know. I was just, you know, I was just going to play him. I said, oh, well, okay. But then when you watched the footage back of um, the first innings, did there any, seem anything that you, you thought maybe you could do in the second innings? And he said, oh, I didn't watch the first innings. And I, I, like, I nearly fell off my chair. So I just, I said, okay, well, mate, how about we just discuss this? And we, we went through and I said, okay, well, maybe just look at that first innings. What do you think maybe you could have done in the second innings? And he, he came up with a few few ideas. And there was a senior player sitting across at the bus because it's like the old um, train seats, you know, where you sit, sit across from each other on a, a table in the middle. And the senior player said, oh, Buck, did you always look at your footage after every innings? And I, I just couldn't believe it. I was like... There's the footage there. If you're not looking at your footage, actively seeking how to get better, you know, what an opportunity you're missing. And I know a lot of the, the, the listeners are not going to have that ability to, to watch their footage back. But, you know, there's, there's ways you, you should be challenging yourself to get better, I think. Yeah, I think that's fascinating. And I, I, in my other podcast, the Cricket Mentoring Podcast, I ask some of the professional players that I've, I've interviewed, how they use their video footage. And Michael Klinger was a fascinating one. He said that after a 2020 sort of, or leading into a 2020 game, he'll watch the full 20 overs of the opposition he's about to face. He'll watch the full 20 overs of their bowling innings so that he can get an understanding of when certain bowlers bowl at certain times and what sort of balls they'll bowl after they get hit for a four or a six. And he really wants to not just look at a certain bowler and what deliveries they have, but how everything works over by over in, in the context of the game. And then when I speak to Sam Harper, uh, another young guy, he just spoke about he just wants to see what sort of deliveries they have. So I think everyone uses it differently, but it sounds to me like they're mad not to be using it at all. Yeah, there's a great story I heard about Wayne Gretzky, the, the best ice hockey player that, that ever played. And when he was a kid, and this was you know back in the days where they had VHS, his dad would actually take the, the games and wouldn't let his son watch it live, but then he'd play it back to him um, later. And when something was about to happen, he, the, the, the dad would put pause, push pause and then he'd ask his son to predict what was going to happen. So, so in the end, Gretzky you know, worked out the skill about what was, what was going to eventuate. And then he became known as the, the bloke who used to um, skate to where the puck was going, not to where the puck was, that kind of stuff. So... Little things like that, you know, finding ways to, to not just be a fan of the game, but actually be a student of the game, you know, looking at what you can do to actually give yourself the edge. I'll never forget being at Lords, watching uh, Bucky bat in one of the ashes and uh, sitting next to his old man. And his old man was videoing from the grandstands and Bucky's brother Dave uh, said to him about an hour into it, Dad, you know, Bucky can watch this back and they get videos of it all. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Well, but I, I like I think back to what you're doing, Skulls, you know, like mate, you've been you've been doing cricket mentoring now for a while. When you started out, like all the 
the vlogging, all the videos, all the content you're putting out there. I could only imagine some of the absolute hilarious stuff up she did at the start where you had no idea right and then now like after you've been through it all and you've you made a few mistakes but you've gone and done your own learning as well that now you like to think it's a lot better yeah well i hope i hope it's better than it was at the start and something that i've shared a few times the first time i ever tried to do a piece to camera i had my, my now wife um, becca holding the camera no tripod and i was trying to recite a one-page thing and it just went horribly wrong and three hours later we, we didn't get it right. So I hope it's a bit better these days and I've learned from my mistakes then. But one thing I, I did find out of, out of vlogging and, and documenting what I was doing is having a camera just where the umpire would sit at a training session did give me the visual feedback I wouldn't normally get. And I think you say like as amateurs, we don't have access to the video uh, and analysis that the pros, the pros have. But for me, I think anyone can probably, well, not everyone, but hopefully people can afford a little camera and a tripod and they can potentially film themselves and analyse and like you say, become an analyst themselves. Berkey, I know you've got something to say on this, but I'm intrigued, Berkey, how you, um, you've just come off coaching the Queensland under 15s, which you, you've mentioned. I'm intrigued how you use video for that age group and, and making sure they, they get it and they understand it, but maybe don't do too much. Yeah, it's an interesting age group, that, because I suppose, like you're both saying, not everyone has access to such great resources and equipment like this. And for a lot of these guys, it's their first taste of actually looking at match footage. So obviously after the first, first game or so, they're all looking at their fours and sixes and wickets and wicket celebrations and probably not the right things that you you want people to be looking at but that I think that's all part of it as well that's part of the journey of learning actually what should I be looking for and I think that's really important so you know from my end holding review meetings every couple of days so would actually break them off into to their skill groups on one of the rest days the other rest day they would actually come one-on-one with the other coach and myself and you know the bowlers would come to me the batters would go to Andrew Pierce who was the assistant coach and We'd be really clear about backing up what we're talking about with video footage. I know this goes back to even a conversation that, that Bucky and I have had before about, particularly in AFL, they use a lot of video footage to back up their conversations with players in review meetings. And, you know, there's a lot of sports like that as well that basically, you know, they don't really talk about things unless they have the video to back it up. But the one thing I was going to say with that as well, if you don't, have the video footage because obviously we're talking a lot about that at the moment the amounts of good scoring apps that are out there now is phenomenal for years i've been using the um the old paper and pen and taking down a lot of notes particularly when i haven't had an analyst as part of the support staff team but the amount of apps now that that spit all this data out it doesn't have to just be video i think it's really important so you know if there's coaches out there listening to one of the best apps going around is nx cricket i think it's about six bucks but you know, there's my cricket, there's all sorts of things. But these apps and the world we live in now, there's just so much information at our fingertips. And everything's out there, YouTube, podcasts, all those kind of things, articles. I know one player that I coach sent me a, a masterclass that had Ricky Ponting, Adam Gilchrist and Kevin Peterson. And they were just talking about playing attacking cricket. And, and Ricky Ponting talked about the concept of he'd imagine an A4 piece of paper on, on a good length just outside off stump. And if they overpitched that, you'd drive. If it was short, short of that, he'd, he'd pull. If not, if it landed on that spot, he'd defend, that kind of stuff. And this um, player sent me, he said, mate, I just want to talk about it. Like, I just, want to, I just want to try and understand and things like that. So I guess what we're all trying to say here is it's just about 
taking yourself out of the comfort zone a little bit and actually just seeing what you can learn. Even if you're learning some bad stuff at times, you know, you'll find that out as well and you'll, you'll realise that it, it's not helpful and you'll steer, steer clear of it in the future. So I just think it's, it's not a case of, okay, I'm just going to turn up to training, go through the motions, have a net, and then turn up on Saturday, that kind of thing. Because for me, that means you're a bare minimum cricketer. And if you want to be the best, you just, you've got to be prepared to seek avenues where, where you're learning more. And Buck, you and I were talking earlier today, and it sounds like whoever that young cricketer was, they've seeked you out. They've come to you for help and they want to discuss it with you. You're obviously their, their mentor, someone they, they trust. But you were saying earlier today that guys you're talking to now are still making the same mistakes you were making 20-odd years ago. But I think it's, it's up to the young players to go and seek out the older players. I know, looking back on my career, I, I said this to you today, Buck, I was more wanting to be friends with the older players and actually seek them out and nuff them out and ask questions of them and learn from them. And I don't think there's that many older players. I think it's probably quite rare these days where the older player goes, how can I go and help this young 18, 19-year-old or 15-year-old or 22-year-old when I'm the experienced player? I think it's really the onus, and it comes back to your point from last week, Berkey, about owning your own development. I think that you've got to put yourself out there and really seek out mentors and ask questions of the right people. Yeah, and because once again, standing at the base of that that mountain and looking up, it can just be so intimidating. And, and we've all been there, just looking up, looking at players who are playing for Australia. And go, you know what? I'm never going to be that good. But you'd be surprised if you just keep chipping away. Things will start to fall in place. You know, you'll understand something. It, it might drop a year's time from now. It might drop two years time from now. But it, it's a case of okay, eventually eventually you'll start to reach those next levels. And Buck, something that I think we discussed again today is about the Tim Duncan story. And we've spoken a lot in the past about your time and your learnings from your your coach development uh, time in the US. But you've got an awesome story you've told me a number of times about Tim Duncan. Yeah, for those who probably don't know him, he was a, a legend at San Antonio Spurs who, from my understanding, are the most successful sporting franchise over the last 20 years in, in America. A lot has to do with when he first started playing kind of thing. And he was, he was a superstar. But even when he was the back end of his career, you know, he was 36, 37 kind of thing, he would be going into work on his days off and he'd be doing what they called the daily vitamins. He'd be shooting for 30 minutes minimum, often with just a machine there kind of spitting the ball back out to him. And then he'd go and sit down with the analyst and just watch footage and say and ask the analyst you know the lonely analyst mate what do you see how can you help me you know his ego wasn't too big to to think that he couldn't continue to learn as well so you know that that's the kind of attitude you think that's that's what the best are doing you know that's what steve smith's doing he's still finding ways to learn um even at this stage and clearly he probably has less to learn, but he's still challenging himself to get better all the time. I just uh, finished watching uh, The Test, um, which is a brilliant documentary, uh, the behind the scenes for those that haven't seen it, um, behind the scenes of the Aussie cricket team, but, and I've got no shares in it. So, um, you know, I'm just saying that as a free plug. But the, uh, one of the things that, that I loved about it was Marnus said in one of the last episodes with it is, he said, oh, everyone, you know, gives me a bit of grief about how much I snuff out Steve Smith, but I just want to be the best player I can be. And I look up to this guy and I want to learn from this guy. And that takes a lot of guts as well, I reckon, for someone that, you know, it's not like he's a, 
you know, he's not a senior player as such as when you're playing grade cricket or something. Can you have someone that's eight or 10 years older than you? I mean, you're both at the elite level of, of the game. Um, it's really tough. And I say to a lot of young guys as well, you know, if, if you see someone that can, can bowl a you know, brilliant wrong or whatever it is, well, go over and have a chat to them. Go over and ask them and, and find out what it is. And it's, it's really tough for a lot of people, particularly younger people, to be able to do that. But I found that fascinating with Marnus. He's, he's, it's, it's quite funny, actually, but he's following him around like a little sheep. But, geez, I think it's, uh, it's, it's paid him back, hasn't it? Absolutely. And I think it comes back, like his mindset there comes down to not sort of fearing being judged by his mates. He's like, I want to be the best, so I'm going to align myself with Steve Smith. And he's not worried about everyone giving him a bit of grief or a bit of a bit of crap. And, and Buck, your story about Tim Duncan reminds me of, I watched a little bit of Tom Brady's documentary and he, from memory, he used to spend hours. And Tom Brady, again, those that don't know, he's the GOAT, the greatest of all time, they call him of NFL, American football. And he used to spend hours and hours and hours reviewing tape and reviewing footage and trying to see what he did well, but also see what he could have done better and constantly, constantly trying to learn and progress himself. Yeah, and it just comes back to that. I mean, it's and that's I think what we're trying to talk about in this episode. Just, just understand that. Yeah, it can seem like there's players that are just so much better than you, but if you're prepared to kind of just chip away, do what you can, learn as much as you can. You just never know where you where you might end up. Probably the last thing from last thing from me, and it's probably more for the coaches, but. A great, great thing that I've learned over the years is if you measure something, you'll improve in that area. So, for example, if you want to you know, score more from sweeping or whatever it is, and that's what you've been working on, find a way to actually measure that, you know, and you can easily get that from scorecards and that. But I think that's a really good way of learning as well. If you, if you measure something, go out of your way to actually really measure it, then, then you, will have, um, you will improve in that area. Absolutely, absolutely. Great point there. And I think something we... Might have touched on, but I don't think we, we have spoken in details about when you watch cricket, make sure you're not just being a fan and you're actually trying to listen intently and learn and, and really be, be your own analyst, be your own coach. And really, like, when you're watching a test match or a 2020, the commentators there, they, they, they sometimes commentate about what's going on, but they often will give you a bit, of, a bit of depth and a bit of context behind what's happening. And I find that even now, I'm listening intently and I, I feel like I know the game quite well, but... I'm always listening intently to what Shane Warne might say or someone who's be, played the game at the highest level and understands the game really well. And they might just have a different t- sort of terminology or a different way of looking at things, but always trying to learn from what the experts are saying. Anything more from you, Buck, to wrap us up? Uh, no, I've probably spoken enough in this podcast, I reckon. Berkey? Uh, just, just, I suppose, re-emphasise the fact that I, I think it's really important just to find the way that that you learn and, and, and keep trying different ways and find a way that works for you. Nice one, man. Well, thanks for your time. Uh, hopefully we continue to get some positive feedback. And guys, if you're listening to this, please don't hesitate to send us a message and let us know what you want to hear about. Obviously, we're speaking about something today that a few people have mentioned they wanted to hear more about. So we really want to share things that you guys want to hear. So cheers, man. Get on your skulls, Becky. Good work, fellas. Well, legends, I hope you got some value out of this week's discussion. We thought it was important to share a few things that we think any aspiring cricketer, athlete, coach, or anyone for that matter, can do to increase their knowledge in their craft as many of the things we discussed aren't limited to just the cricket field. This is by no means a comprehensive list of everything and you don't have to do it all. It's just some ideas from three mates who chat regularly about topics like this and want to share some of our ideas that we've developed over our lives in sport with whoever is interested and wants to learn. What were the main things you took out of this episode? As I said last week, 
To get the most out of this podcast, I suggest you do a review at the end of the episode and ask yourself, what are the main things you've learned? Here's the five key things I took out of this conversation. Young players get intimidated with what they don't know. It can seem like there's players that are so much better than you, but if you're prepared to chip away and keep working hard and constantly be looking at ways to get better, then who knows where you can get to. And as Buck said, even if you're learning some bad stuff at times, you'll find that out as well and you'll realise that it's not helpful and you'll steer clear of it in the future. Two, if you want to be the best, you have to be prepared to seek avenues where you're learning more. Try not to just be a fan of the game, but try to be a student or an analyst and use every opportunity to learn and develop yourself. Three, be resourceful and use the resources you have available to you. You might not have access to footage of every innings you play like the pros, but you can find ways to learn and improve. Four, I loved hearing the story of how one of the players that Buck mentors sent him the video of Ponting, Gilchrist and KP and said, I just want to talk about it. I just want to try and understand it. As I said in this discussion, I think it's up to the young players to seek out information and mentoring from older players. You have to get out of your comfort zone and not be scared to ask questions or ask for help. And as Berkey said in last week's episode, you need to own your own development. And five, I just love the Tim Duncan story that Buck shared. Going in on his days off to do his daily vitamins and speak to the team's analyst about how he can get better. What an incredible work ethic and mindset that is. It's no wonder the team he plays for is one of the most successful organisations ever. There were so many interesting things discussed, it was hard for me to narrow it down to just five, but I hope you're able to take a couple of things away from this discussion. That's it for today's episode. If you enjoyed it, we'd absolutely love it if you can share it with some friends or teammates or whoever you think might enjoy it. Share it on WhatsApp, Facebook, on your Instagram story, or just send someone the link. We want this podcast to give as much value as it can, so we'd love to hear your feedback. What did you find interesting or learn from this show? We also want to hear what topics you'd like us to discuss in future episodes. So send me a message via the Cricket Mentoring social media channels, and we'll start shouting out the people who are suggesting the topics we're discussing. We look forward to bringing you another episode soon. Until then, stay safe, work hard, and always try to learn and become better than you were yesterday. And most importantly, smile and enjoy the process. Talk soon, legends.